Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is the is not with us today. He is working. Um, so it's just me and Tiffany. I've invited my daughter to just, we're just going to be just shooting the ish today. Just, just um, having a great conversation or a random conversation, catching up as mothers and daughters do. Um, my other daughter just spent a week with us and I, I now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, we should have just did a, a whole mother's daughter um episode while she was here but we'll I'll put that on the books for for another time and we'll all do it she'll probably take over though you know how she is right <laughs> but we hope everybody out there is doing great 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 um again this is uh my oldest uh joy tiffany and she's going to be joining us today as we just catch up and shoot the ish and y'all get to know me a little bit better as a mother of a older my older daughter um eventually we're going to be bringing on my middle daughter and we'll all just catch up together so just to give you guys a little bit of insight of me as a mom and and us, how we joke around and and so forth. And yeah, Mr. B, my sidekick is not here. And hopefully Tiffany is not dry like toast. She, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> she, she tends to have that same, that same little flaw. She's a little bit dry like toast, just like we have. They too, they too business-like. They too conservative. <laughs> Hello, Miss Tiffany. How are you, my dear? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. I pulled you out of whatever you were doing and said, hey, come do a podcast with me. Of course, anytime. It wasn't like I was doing anything. But Just wash this. Put potpourri on your hands. Potpourri. Spilling potpourri on my hands. So I want to talk about something too. So me and, me and your dad was talking last night and we were talking about getting another tattoo. And I was... <laughs> What your face look like that for? Who was talking about it? Who was going to get it? Dad was going to get it? Wait, no. Me and Dad, we're going to get a tattoo. 
But he was he was like, honey, are you sure you're going to do it? Because, you know, your daughters had to convince you and hold you down to do it. You guys convinced me on a whim. It was a it was almost like a dare to get it was Mother's Day. It was was Mother's Mother's Day. Day, Like what? Three, four years ago. Yep, it was. I had guys. I had. I had never had a tattoo. I had not planned on getting any tattoos my entire life on this <laughs> earth. I was never going to get a tattoo, and we were at Mother's Day, a Mother's Day brunching. Me and Tiffany and Erica we was at a Mother's, Day, and we had such a great time. It was such a great uh, Mother's Day. We were eating at True Foods Kitchen. I'll never forget it. Yep. And I said something about tattoo. <laughs> You should have said that. Because then Erica said, she said, she said, we're going to go, right? And she was winking at me. And I was like, you ain't about to get me in trouble. And somehow, some way, we ended up at tattoo place. And I said, I said, I'm going to do it. I'll get a tattoo. And Erica said, ma'am, can we get the check? (laughs) I was like. And you said, said, "Uh, we're going right now, mom. We're going right now before you change your mind. We're going right now. Oh my gosh, what was that tattoo experience like, Tiff? I was laughing. You have no idea. <laughs> they put that dot on her arm. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I, I think I had to remove myself. I was sweating. I was laughing so hard. And I asked that guy, I said, Am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> and he turned the machine on and she started <laughs> shaking. And I was like, He didn't even touch you yet. It was funny. That was so crazy, and he and it was only a small tattoo right on my wrist because we all got the. It was very small. Mm-hmm. We all got the infinity. Like ten minutes. It took like ten minutes, but she was acting like she was in there for a whole hour. <laughs> ten minutes, and I felt like I saw my life flash before my eyes. I don't even. Okay. Well. So I'm trying to figure out what tattoo are you and dad talking about getting? We are talking about getting a tattoo to go along with our brands because we have been doing this diverse love thing for a long, long time, even before we made it public to um, any uh, anybody on a platform. We've been doing this and we were thinking about actually um, doing a tattoo centered around that this whole diverse love brand. But my thing is, it looks like it's going to be a lot. So I think I'm a little bit scared. But dad, he ready. Uh, Papa, Mr. B, Mr. B is ready, ready, ready to um, to get that tattoo. And, I, and I'm the one that keeps saying, you know, well, maybe we could do it next week or maybe we can do it for my birthday or maybe. But I think I'm going to eventually end up doing it. I just gonna, may have to take a volume or something before we go. Mom, you don't need to. You don't need to do any of that. How many tattoos do you have, Tiffany? I have I have a whole collage on my back, and then I have one on my leg. One, two, three. It's it's a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what I've all I remember when we first when you first start looking into getting a tattoo, and we kind of researched it. You were young. Yeah, and I remember one of the tattoo artists that you love dearly. His name was Bear out of Baltimore, I believe. Yep. Uh, he was an amazing tattoo artist, and I remember he said to you, "He said I could do any kind of tattoos you want." He said, "But I always tell people make sure your tattoos mean something to you because you don't want to do a tattoo and then twenty years later you looking back at that tattoo trying to figure out like." 
what the hell did I do this for? Why is this? <clears throat> I mean, so that's that's the thing that's happening right now with, with your sister and some of her tattoos. Now she's looking for tattoo artists to to go over those to tattoos. Over them, do cover-ups. To do cover-ups. She did one and it looks really, really good. A good cover-up on her back. Now she has a couple more she needs to do. But some of your tattoos that you have, what are some of the meanings of some of them? Okay, so the very first tattoo I got, you took me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lady did it. That was your deal. That was our deal, remember? Right. You asked me, could you get a tattoo at 14? And I said, you have to wait until you're 17. Yep. And then I thought you would forget. Boy, no, your birthday came, 17. <laughs> you was like, it's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. So what was that? What's the first? What do, what do some of them mean again? Um, so the very first one I got was, I'm glad I got it. But then I'm like, I probably should have waited because I think I should. I wanted to add like to that particular tattoo itself because I really, really liked that one. It was praying hands and it had my grandmother and my cousin's name on there because um, they had passed just a couple months before that. <clears throat> so I got that one and then I started. I really like music. Well, our whole family is really, really like into music. So mm -hmm. then I just started getting like music symbols all the way up my spine on my back. And um, then I had like little music symbols twirling around it, going all the way up. The only tattoo that I could say that really hurt. Yeah. And if it was the first one, I probably would have never got a tattoo was the one on the back of my neck, which is a music symbol. Mm hmm. But I wish that they would have told me mm -hmm. that <laughs> when you get a tattoo there, you shouldn't let something rub on it. Oh, me, like the, the shirt collar. Yeah. The shirt collar. Yeah. And I got it during the wintertime. So mm -hmm. I had to, like, keep my jacket and stuff right there. So it just rubbed. So I had to go back again the second time. And the messed up part about it is when I went back to bear the second time, he put some numbing spray on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you why asked him, why didn't you do that? Why didn't he do that the first time? I don't know. I was so mad. I was like, you was trying to set me up. <laughs> I wonder if he's still doing tattoos. I wonder if he's still I don't here. think that he is. Um, I do think that he has, has retired. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, he has retired because it was him and his wife. Yeah. They were very good. What are some other tattoos? Yeah, I know you have like this she warrior or something on your leg. I don't think I've ever asked you about why you came home from college with that tattoo on your leg. And I don't even remember if I asked you why you got it. Wasn't you, were you in college when you got that one? Yes, I was, but I don't know why I got this one. <laughs> I, I think I want to do a cover up because... I don't even know. I think I got it because I liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I got the other one that I got on my leg, on the same leg. Like, I don't have any tattoos on my arms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just by coincidence. I don't think that I look good with tattoos on my arms. Yeah. And But the one I got on my leg uh, is a heart with the Superman symbol on the inside. And it's got my son Trayvon at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Your sister has tattoos on her arms, but they look good on her. They look good on her. Can not wear everybody them very can well. Wear, yeah, not everybody can wear those type of tattoos. And I don't, I have them small, flimsy arms. I don't have, Erica got the muscular running type arms. I don't got them arms. Mm -hmm. And they look good on her. Um, I told, I told, uh, I told Mr. B that 
when I turned 60, I was going to get a sleeve. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a sleeve. Mom. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No. I'm get a tattoo sleeve. When I turn 60, I'm going to start it. I'm going to and that may be maybe that's when I'll start the the diverse love and I'll just wrap the hearts all the way around my arm. Get a collar. Yeah, and that'll be my sleeve. So I'll you do start know it. what a sleeve is, right? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> right. The sleeve is when you do like the whole arm or the whole leg or something, right? Right. Okay. So I'm going to do the diverse love like somewhere, I think, on my shoulder or something. And then I'm just going to have hearts that wrap all the way around my arm. What do you think? Why are you looking it, it like sounds, that? It sounds like a great tattoo. <clears throat> tattoo itself sounds great. Mm -hmm, but? Well, are we talking about you? You going to get it? <laughs> Y'all, let me know what day that is. I'm taking off work. <laughs> I'm taking off everything. <laughs> I want to be there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So let's switch gears, Tiffany. Let's talk about grandparents. I know I'm a big advocate for my grandjoys, and I love being a grandparent. I tell people all the time that the love you have for a grandparent is nothing. It does not compare you know, that love you have for your kids, you love your kids with all your heart, but it is something about grandchildren that when they're born, it opens up a different part of your heart and you love even you deeper than- push your children to the side. <laughs> push my children to the side. I just you enjoy my grandchildren <laughs> so much that I had to write a book about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't push our children, but-, but yeah. You had a special connection with with Big Mama, and so much that you even have ways like her. You even act like her in some ways. Erica was very very young when she was with Big Mama, so she didn't get to bond with Big Mama like she did with Brian's mom. Right, like right. You did. You 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 were under Big Mama most times. Yep, I was a great grandjoy. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Big Mama was my grandbaby. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with your great-grandmother. It was unique. I, I hear about all the stories about her, you mm. know, when she was in her younger days. And I'm like, the, the only thing that I remember is we were in the kitchen always cooking. Or she was always sending me to the store to get 25-cent sodas and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty five cents soda. You can't buy, you can't buy a pencil nowadays for twenty five cents. No, you can't. But or she would, you know, or I would hear her on the phone mm -hmm. doing her numbers, or yeah, she would be having me figure out what the numbers was because all of a sudden she be she would switch her numbers and then it'd be my fault that she done switched her numbers around because. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, she, you and her, y'all were, y'all were bonded. And there was one point before we left for military duty that you and her were inseparable. And y'all used to argue and y'all had this little love hate relationship. And I remember <laughs> she used to call you Stank. That was your nickname. Yep, that was my name. Mm -hmm. I think other people started calling me Stank too. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She, she, I just kind of, I just let it be. I what, just let it be. Do you feel like, Tiff, that, the the 
connection and relationship with children and their grandparents or either their great grandparents when they're alive is, or if they're alive, um, is very intricate to a child's life. Very much so. You, you learn a lot. Nowadays, it's not so much where the, the mom or the matriarch of the family stays at home. Everyone has to work. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, when you have those grandparents, they're just that extra limb or that extra, that extra, you know, person that you can kind of lean on. So it's, and you can kind of, not kind of, you can get away with a lot more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you can, you can get your grandparents to convince your parents <laughs> to do stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you learn under them. There's a tutelage that you learn under them that us as parents, we don't have insight into. We don't have that wisdom because that right. wisdom comes with age. It comes with going through some stuff. Right. It comes Absolutely. with struggle. I so, think that if I wasn't, if I didn't hang out with my big mama all the time, I don't think that I would know how to cook or how to, how to move around in the kitchen. Like my big mama, she cooked mm-hmm. all the time. And Every time I was with her, I had to go get the ingredients for her. And she never measured anything, but she always knew what to go in it, mm-hmm. what it tastes like, what it's supposed to taste like after she has mixed everything together. She always, she was always cooking all the time. She made three full meals every day. Yeah. Every day, what I felt like. Every day. I never, when I used, when we used to live with her, I never like ate cereal in the morning before school. It was mm-hmm. real meals. Like she would make homemade biscuits, yeah. grits, eggs. All these things were made before I wake up. And that's what I was used to. I was used to that for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how much I had picked up from her until I started having my own family and started cooking and doing certain things like... I was like, well, I didn't know or realize that I remember how to make that or I remember that or, you know, certain things like that. Yep, because I know right now with the holidays, you, Big Mama taught you how to make the homemade banana pudding right? scratch. And you're the go-to person to make all the banana puddings right. <laughs> in the family because there were so many things that you picked up from her. There, you, there are some personality traits that you picked up from her. There are some ways that you uh, picked up from her. I know um, Erica was bonded, very bonded to my mother-in-law, to Brian's um, mom, Mr. B's mom. And that relationship, that bond is, is, is kind of comparable to the bond you had with Big Mama because Erica was set under Grandma Ganey's tutelage. Like she taught her how to make, you know, homemade fudge, she taught her about Catholic uh, Catholicism. She taught her about how to, how she uh, would um, uh, uh, do her job because she was a traveling uh, nurse and she would take um, Erica with her to meet some of her patients. And Erica would see her interaction with the with her patients. And I think her. I I believe in my heart. That's why Erica is so good with yes taking care of that demographics like they they're drawn to her mm-hmm. they love her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say is that I believe that her sitting there and just watching the relationship and how Grandma Gini 
would care for her patients. It made Erica want to do that as well. So when she um, went on her nursing assistance journey, the patients just fell in love with her. And and even the staff would say no one had a connection with patients like Erica does, you know, even and even though she worked with she worked with dementia patients, they didn't remember nothing, but they remember Erica and they right. remember but... what Erica did for her. So I, I believe that is so important that you sit under great grandparents who who don't mind passing down and sharing their knowledge and sharing their their tutelage with you. My grandmother didn't play. She absolutely yeah. didn't play. She was very strict. Um, she she didn't sugarcoat. There was no filter. Right, not at all. <laughs> she let you know. But she also loved bonding with her great-grandkids. You know what I mean? Because I was more like a daughter because she raised me. And you guys right. were absolutely more like her her kids. But except for BJ used to get on the nerve, but Yeah, but she would call him fifty million times though to go do she'd be like, Oh, you my sweet baby. <laughs> and then he'd be like, like Big Mama, what do you want me to Big do? Big Mama, what you need? <laughs> and we all have that. Like even right now, uh Trey called me yesterday. And when, as soon as I picked up the phone, I'm like, Trey, what do you want? And he was like, I just wanted to check on you and tell you how much I love you. <laughs> nah, bruh. Uh-uh. <laughs> yep, that's what he does. So, but you are so, we're so happy that we're there for them. You know, I I told all my grandkids, I said, if, you're, if your parents get on your nerve, pack a bag, call me. You can come right. over here anytime to get a break or or just get some space between because th that parent-child relationship, especially when they become teenagers, boy, it could get volatile. Right. It could get, you know, not violent, but it can get really like that push and tug, you know. And and I'm glad that we are grandparents that are us to kind of say, okay, mom, dad, you go to your corner and, right. and grand George, you go to your corner and we can kind of stand in between that. How do you feel like your relationship was with Big Daddy? Oh, that was my road dog. <laughs> we did everything together. <laughs> we did we did everything together. When uh he come home, he was like, you want to go up to the, and he'd be like, you want to go to the stove? Mm -hmm. You want to go to the stove? Like, yep, let's go. <laughs> or he had to take me, I remember him taking me to the fair. Yeah. I remember one time he took me to the fair. It was so fun. I'll never mm -hmm. forget that. Yeah. And we had the matching suits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he took me to my first James Brown concert and we had matching suits. And my, I'll never forget. It was my first concert ever. I was like 11 years old. And James Brown was in town and he took me to my first ever concert and it was James Brown. And I will never forget, we had on matching outfits and it was, it was oh, pastel yellow, uh, corduroy uh, pantsuits. It was the corduroy pants, the corduroy jacket. And we had on white shirts with the, with the long lapels that seemed like the lapels fell down your shoulder. They were so oh, long. Wow. No, we had, we had we had Nike tracksuits. See y'all y'all was in y'all y'all were cute. Y'all was in fashion. <laughs> he had me out there. You could hear the corduroy going <laughs> every time you walk. But yeah. couldn't nobody tell you couldn't nothing. Because you know, Big Daddy, Big Daddy made you whatever you what. Whenever he was around, he was just so cool. 
so fashionably so cool, too. Cool. Like, young kids, young people, mm -hmm. everybody knew Big Daddy. Yeah. You know, like, it was like, he didn't make you feel like, oh, that he, he old, or you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't, I've never heard anyone ever, ever say that. Yep. About yep. him, ever. And and he was a fashion guru, boy. Everything matched. Everything was pressed. He would take his stuff to the cleaner and tell them to make the, the crease in the starch, uh, starch the crease of his jeans. Boy, they would be so sharp. You can cut your <laughs> finger on <laughs> Yeah, fashion week. Yeah, it's so, so important to have that relationship with grandparents and those who have their grandparents in their lives and that relationship is healthy and positive. Man, that's a blessing. And I applaud that. I applaud grandparents who step up and and help because that's what family does. So I just I just love that. I love that you had a bond with Big Mom and Big Daddy. I love that that Erica had a bond with Grandma Gini. I love that you guys had a bond with with Papa and Gaga, Brian's yeah. grandparents. So yeah. you guys were so blessed to have your grandparents and your great great uh, and your great grandparents in yeah. your lives. So it was just that's just a blessing. So I love that. Um, switching gears again, let's talk about the military in Italy a little bit. <laughs> we spent some years in Italy abroad, and I don't know if you, if you know, um, podcast listeners listening to this, if you have the opportunity to spend some time abroad with your children, I recommend it. It was one of the best moments and times of our lives. It's been years ago, and till this day, we still talk about those times. It was just one of those those things where it brought positive exposure to my kids. It brought diversity um, to my kids. It showed them what real inclusion looked like uh, internationally, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't change that time uh, for the world. You know. Right. So, what do you, what was your experience living uh, abroad, Tiffany? I tell people all the time, I think that I'm glad I lived abroad. I mm -hmm. wish, I wish that I didn't have to come back mm -hmm. to the States after going. Cause as a kid, I look back now and I'm like, that was a big leap. Like yeah. as kids, we moved to a whole, it wasn't like a whole nother state. It was a mm -hmm. whole nother country in itself. No one spoke you know, your language, which was mm -hmm. English, you know, mm -hmm. no one spoke it. And it was like, we got thrown in. Mm -hmm. And the minute we got thrown in, it was like, we just kept moving. Like, it wasn't like we missed a beat or anything. We yeah. literally like, it was like, we moved to Italy. And, you know, everyone said that, you know, you're leaving what you know behind, but it was mm -hmm. like, we just kind of eased on in. And it was from that point on, it was like, this is what we've been missing. Yeah. Like the experience being overseas, like I, I'm trying to get my son to go experience it overseas too, because that alone just opened my eyes to so many more things. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that us going overseas has allowed us to be more open. Yeah. More proactive too. Yeah. More open to just certain different ways of life, mm -hmm. religion, whatever it may be. We're just more open. We're mm -hmm. able to hear and be heard. Mm. I mm. think that, I think that not saying that everyone, but I think that when you don't have that type of experience, it's kind of hard yeah. to hear 
Yeah, well, the other or culture. To mm -hmm. Or to be heard mm -hmm. because you're so stuck on whatever mm -hmm. you may be that. Or, or close-minded a little bit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I loved being overseas with you. And we were a family that got in our van every weekend and traveled for up to other parts of the country or got on the train, you know, or took hops. We, we traveled and we did, you know, things that was awesome over there. We went horseback riding, you know, yeah. in, in the mountains. We, we went to, to Turkey. We went to Prague. We went to, we went to we went to Padova. We went yeah. to Vicenza. We went to Venice, you know, um, the gondola rise, um, the Martin Square. It's just we we went to their Carnivali, you know. Right. And I just remember going to Carnivali and and I had all of y'all hair and braids and beautiful braids and had them up and people were just surrounding you and just saying, Child Bella, just Bella, how beautiful you were. And right. and they wanted to touch you. And you know, our culture, we like you don't touch our hair, you don't, but in their culture it's a sign of beauty. It's a sign of respect. And it taught us to learn how to respect others' culture and learn how to accept the beauty of their culture. Right. You know? So I absolutely, absolutely love that. I would um, recommend any family that if you're able to at any given point to to take your kids abroad and, and take some time, even if it's a vacation, but make it a good vacation, a couple weeks vacation to just right. see the other country, enjoy the other country experience, not, not as a tourist either, but like go into the, to the towns and experience, right. you know, the way the other cultures live and the diversity of it. Um, I think it, it made you guys, um, so more open to other cultures, like you said, and other religions. So I, I totally agree with that. And then with me over there playing softball, we even got to go to travel even further and doing things with other people. So it was such a great time. And it's the oddest thing because I just, just when you say, oh, we went all, to all these places because, you know, my mom got to play softball. Mm -hmm. the, the one thing that I remember that I got excited about was that I was able to eat some sunflower seeds and put <laughs> them on the ground. I have no idea why that was like the most, that was the best part of it. Like, I was like, I was just telling someone the other day that I started eating sunflower seeds because... When I got to go to my first softball game overseas, they were spitting these seeds on the ground. And no one was telling them that they had to pick them up or anything. I was like, that was the best thing ever. And I was like, you I just eating, you still eat sunflower. So you, you, you still eat sunflowers. I do to this day. But I just remember my mouth being so salty because we would spend all day out there and the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. I would be eating just mounds and mounds of sunflower seeds. And at the end of the day, my mouth be so raw. <laughs> like, to me, that was the best part of it. Like, it was all these different, con different types of kids. Like, we mm -hmm. all played eating sunflower seeds mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh one opportunity that you and erica got over there was y'all got to model for benetton right uh benetton and if guys if you don't remember benetton the united benetton of colors uh was which was they they were beyond their years just um 
you know, progressive, diverse, you know, inclusive beyond their years when other when other um, brands and retails shied away from it, Benetton stepped forward and and embraced it. And um, one day we were in Italy at the gym and I was playing with my kids. We were playing basketball and I was just giving them some playtime. We were waiting on Mr. B to get off work. And there was a young lady in the gym and she had a friend who was a model scout for Benetton. And I, and she came up to me and she said, she asked me if you and Erica had done any modeling. And, and I said, no, I said, they haven't. And she said, you know, I have a friend who is a, a model scout for a Benetton and I would love to introduce you because I, I really feel like your, your kids would be perfect for this. Well, Erica wasn't feeling it. I think she did like one shoot. <laughs> Yeah, and she she definitely wasn't feeling it, but you embraced it, and and uh, Erica was so close and bonded to her dad that if he couldn't be in there with her, he she wasn't going to do anything. But you were able to embrace it, and you were able to do several shoots, several magazines, several billboards with with Benetton. One of the things that stood out to me is that they sent a shuttle, uh, this huge shuttle bus, but it was like a tour bus right, to our village in Italy to pick us up like five in the morning to get you to this location so they can do shoots all day long. And they fed us and everything. But when we got there, there were hundreds of kids there, black, white, Italian, Poland, you, uh, I mean, just, I can't, uh, Asian, um, um, African, uh, it was just so many different kids there and 85, 90% of you guys didn't even speak each other's language, but oh, y'all played together. Y'all played together all day. The language barrier did not stop you from playing together. And I would, I watched y'all every time we would go and I, I would think to myself, we as grown-ups could really learn from kids. If right. we took the time, we could learn from kids. You guys didn't know the language. No, we didn't. But you, your barrier, your language barrier didn't stop you from interacting with each other and playing all no, day. No. So, Not at all. Beautiful, beautiful experience. So, Tiffany, as we wrap up, me and you catching up and just shooting the ish here on this podcast, everyone, Tiffany is my road dog. I pull her into all kinds of stuff. Um, er- Erica don't drive with me so too much because she said I make her nervous. <laughs> <laughs> she said I make her nervous. She said that I still treat her like a kid. So she's like, ah, now nah, y'all go on. But Tiffany's my road dog and she go to yard sales with me. She goes shopping with me. I do it. <laughs> I take one for the team. <laughs> But this one particular time, we took a road trip back home where we had to drive together for like 12 hours. It was interesting. It was interesting. But we had fun. I had fun. I had fun. It was interesting. But there was one thing that happened. We was actually driving to a funeral. And there was one thing that happened when we was in this funeral, this Southern funeral. We're in this funeral, guys. And we're sitting 
And first of all, it's hot. It's like a hundred and some degrees. The inside of the church is hot. It's one of them down home South churches where everyone has a fan. Everybody got a fan. Everybody have a fan. There's box fans in the corner blowing and there's one person after the next going up to talk about the person who is resting in peace before us. And all of a sudden, me and Tiffany is sitting there and somebody's phone goes off. And this is during the time where everybody's cell phone got a song playing when it rings. <laughs> and for some reason, this man's phone goes off. And in the middle of the funeral. And the song was. Janie got a big old butt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Tanika got a big old butt. And my mom kept hitting my arm. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> and they let it play. And I was like, yeah, it, it, not it, 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 was, it was the person sitting right in front of us. And me and Tiffany was cringing. I'm hitting Tiffany on her shoulder. And Tiffany's like, mm-mm, mom, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because if I start laughing, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I mean, we went through about three, three four butts. Before he finally, Shadika got a big old butt. Oh, yeah. JD got a big old butt. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so, y'all, you got to know, guys, we are in a southern church. So once he turned off that phone, you hear those southern old grandmas and great-grandmas in there with their white dresses going, mm, 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 mm. That's a shame before God. <laughs> straight to hell. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm, 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 mm. They did that for a good five minutes. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she just kept hitting me. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I was like, I'm hot. I don't want them to think it was my fault. So I'm not reaching for nothing. It wasn't me. <laughs> and at first, the old people, old ladies look back at us. We just put our head down like, mm-hmm. 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 not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did the right thing. I left my phone in the car. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, though? It was my cousin's funeral, and he would have loved that. Out too. He he would have just, that, was, that, that was just. Dancing. That would have yep. been yeah, yeah, that that was meant for him because he would have he was been dancing. He wouldn't been telling everybody, "Come on, let's party, let's get on the dance floor." So that yeah. was ah, it. Was so good catching up with you, Tiff. Thanks for for jumping on here and being my my fill in for the day. I had an actual other interview set up, and she had an emergency, and I said, "You know what? I got this time, so I should catch up with Tiffany and let's." Let's throw it on a podcast. So I grabbed you up. So thank you. You are true. You truly my road dog. You just. <laughs> For real. Uh, I didn't know what we was about to talk about. <laughs> you, you know, and you know, it's 10, it's 10 o'clock. Erica, we've been looking at us like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Now y'all know I just went to sleep. I'm not about to do this. Can't thank. <laughs> I'm not about to talk to you. Or she would have been all silly and mm-hmm. everybody would have been laughing the whole time because. <laughs> She been up all night. <laughs> yep. Would have been telling us a story butterfly. about something that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Erica, why does that happen to you? Yeah, she called me. She called me this morning and said, "I can't make this up. There's a chicken walking in my front yard right now." And she and she shows me the picture. And this chicken is literally in her front yard because she in the country, just walking in her front yard. And I said, mm, "Couldn't be me because we be having fried chicken tonight." <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you, honey. I love you. I really love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Putting up with your mom and, and supporting our platform and you know, me and your dad, me and Mr. B, we love you so much. And um, I, I just know that the world knows the, our love when they see us, not just with you, but with your sister and your brother and, and the grand joys, you know. So thank you for supporting our podcast platform and pushing us, you know, even when we thought we were too old to start something new and to get out there and learn these technology, you know, thank you so much, you, for just pushing us it's like you know mom you can do it dad you can do it so thank you you're welcome thank you so everyone this will we we love y'all thank y'all for for checking us out www.diverselove.com is our website we have blogs on there we have so i'm gonna do what dad said why you always be saying the www i like it it sounds good <laughs> i think the people like it too debia debia Debbie, no, nobody said like that but you. <laughs> you spent so much time saying that that I just want to hear you say it again. <laughs> what website is it? Debbie, Debbie, <laughs> and then another Debbie. Dot diverselove.com. Our blogs on there. Our merchandise is on there. You can get right you directly into our podcast on there. Um, we have our some of our interviews are there, some of our collaborations are on there. I keep telling y'all that there's going to be some new merch. We are working on that. So hang in there with us. If you need to contact us, you can leave us a voicemail right directly from Anchor or Spotify. There is a link there to leave us a voicemail, or you can reach out at us. Um, reach out to us at hello at diverselove.com or truthandcoffeetime at gmail.com. And we are on just about every single podcast platform that you get your podcast fixed from. I was just checking us out and Googling us. And I found out that not only are we on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, but we're on Overcast, Amazon Music, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, iHeart. Podchaser, Player FM, Listening Notes, Feedspot, Podcast Index, and RSS.com, and more. So wherever you get your podcast fixed, the truth and coffee time are there. Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your home, me and my beautiful daughter, and share our truth and catch up as we do it over coffee. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fixed. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's truth and coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's truth and coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't